What the fuck is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers and. Today, we're going to be talking about beers and your, your life's, life's a lie. lie. I forgot the whole part. So but sad. So sad. Everything is a lie. Everything that you know. Well, maybe not everything. A lot Most of, of the things that you know or think you know are a lie. Are probably a lie. Yeah. We're here to tell you why. Damn it. Nick and Alex here, back with another episode of Beers End. Hello. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you're having a wonderful day. It's uh, a bit dreary here. It is. It's it's foggy London town outside. On this, yeah, on this Wednesday. Yeah. Is that Big Ben out in the... Oh, I can't see because Bong. I actually can't see. Bong. It is. It got quite foggy over the last maybe 15... Yeah, it did. 20 minutes yeah. or so. Eh. You know what, though? Good thing we're inside. Right? And about to have a beer. And about to have a beer. Yes. Oh, no condensation. We nice. have a Bolero snort today. This one's called OVB. OVB. Stands for Orange Vanilla Bullsicle. You know, they like to do their, their cow-themed names. <laughs> their bovine-inspired line of, of beverages. Exactly. This one, however, is inspired by a childhood treat I love this that we're, we're definitely familiar with. All right, so not question of the day. Hashtag not question of the day. In school, for yeah. like elementary school lunches... If you had the choice of which, like, ice cream, you know what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. Because like, there's this, there's the strawberry shortcake, there's the cookies and cream one, and there's also the toasted almond crunch. Oh, I don't like the toasted oh, almond crunch Oh, that's the one I'm going for. No, you see, I love the creamsicle. Love that's, that's the creamsicle. Close second. Yeah, love it. Actually, that and the strawberry one are close. The second. strawberry is pretty, is, is up there as you well. I like toasted almond crunch? I don't, I am not a big, not a big fan. No. I don't know why, but Is it yeah. the almond? Maybe, I don't know. For some reason, as a kid, I just remember that they weren't like super palate pleasing. Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. But... I feel like after I had my first one, I was hooked. No, I don't, I don't think and I so. Was a, I was a strawberry shortcake kid for a long time. Yeah, no, I always loved the creamsicle because the creamsicle always reminded me of, do you remember the Flintstones push? Oh, for sure. Those were always creamsicle. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what I always equated it to. Those are good ones. Yeah. Okay, well, shit. Well, shit. Hopefully, this brings back some of that childhood nostalgia for us. I hope so. Uh, so, this is a milkshake IPA. Mm. It is brewed with orange zest and Madagascar vanilla beans. Oh, I love a good Madagascar vanilla. Oh, absolutely. Before its intense hopping of citra and cascade. I think it's going to be wonderful. So, citra we know, citrusy, cascade we're not too familiar with. I think it's actually like a, a bittering hop. Oh, okay. It's more That'd of like a bitter character. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully not too bitter. Hopefully not too bitter. Not so bitter that you won't, uh, if you want to watch us, you can go ahead and uh, check us out on YouTube at Beers End Podcast. You can uh, follow <laughs> I us. I almost said at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> not on YouTube. Fine. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram and on TikTok at the same name, Beers End Podcast, over on Twitter at Beers End One. Questions, comments, concerns, critiques, Beers End Podcast at gmail.com. Calm. Say something nice, say something not nice, we'll respond probably anyway. Yeah. Uh, although someone actually recently commented uh, on one of our uh, YouTube videos. Oh, they did? Most recently. And uh, neither one of us have responded yet. I so I apologize. That. Oh, I'm definitely going to respond. For that. As soon as, um, this, as soon as this video is over. Do you know why I at least didn't in the moment when I had seen it? And I apologize uh, again sincerely uh because and this happens alex and i have talked about this in the past people make re uh, references to things that we say throughout the course of the episode that we don't remember so this individual had done just that and when i saw what they had commented i thought oh my god i'm gonna have to watch the episode and listen because i have no idea what the hell 
they are talking about. So right I don't know now. about Nick, but I, uh, speaking for myself, actually black out the entire episode. Everything. Um, every time. I have to re-listen to remember what Nick said, what Nick talked about, because it's always interesting, and I always want to remember, but I don't. I love the fact is that half the time, thank you, sir, when I go through the audio first, I pick up on certain things, uh, and usually that's what I'll base the description off of. But then as I go ahead and I like edit the video, I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of other shit that I completely that forgot about catch, and completely right? missed. Yep. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So today we're talking about why your life's a lie. Yeah. I'm sure you're really interested. I'm sure they're really interested. So we're going to just highlight a few misconceptions, very common misconceptions that yeah. um, you all might be indoctrinated to believe. Yeah. We and, well, and, and uh, not even so much, or at least from what I had researched, just things that we commonly believe to be true. Yeah. That are urban myths or, again, these are just uh, mistakes that have just managed to, like, persist. Like how a lot time. of people probably thought, if you didn't watch baseball, that Abner Doubleday invented the game of baseball. Exactly. She did not. Exactly. And if you don't know who it was, you can go back and check out, I think it was episode, like, 55 Thir- or maybe No, it was I think it was actually, that. like, episode, like, 30 or 32, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the first ones that uh, is actually up on YouTube. That's uh, You're you're correct. Yeah. Wow. So, um, about half of our episodes ago. Yeah. Wow. Long time. Long, Long time. time. Okay, Nick, question of the day. And you don't have to, no spoilers if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since we're telling everyone why their whole life's a lie, was there anything that you found in your research that really shocked you or like that you were a victim of? And like I said, you don't have to spoil. You could just like say what it is. So I will put it to you this way, that there are at least uh, two things that I do note because I've got a lot of shorter little things. Um, There are at least two things that I did not know uh, that I had done incorrectly or, or had uh, taken as fact. And there's one um, in particular that essentially is a bit of a correction because I know that I have spoken about it oh, yeah. previously on the show. Okay, fantastic. Yes. But I'm yeah, there, there are uh, quite a, a few things um, in general and in life. My favorite one, my favorite one is, um, and I, I do this with my students, is the idea of subliminal messaging. It does mm. not exist. Right. It does not exist. Subliminal does not exist. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, What's yours? So I was shocked to find this out and actually didn't have to do any research to find this out. I just happened to like hear it on a TV show. Oh, even better. When, when you guys hear the truth of the Caesar salad. Oh, I don't think I know this. Oh, I'm excited. I, I was, either. I was, I was driving down the. I think I was listening to something else. There's a, there's a similar, uh, there's a, a really good English podcast that's called uh, "No Such Thing as a Fish," and each week they, it's four hosts or four co-hosts, and they just get together each week and they share like their four favorite facts from the last seven days. Oh, nice. And yeah, it's a whole idea of like you know there are certain again misconceptions and and. Oh, that's this, that's where this came from. I think so. I think I was okay. listening to one of them, and I was like, "Oh man!" I think because I just thought about the idea of of you know after you've had a couple of drinks, half the time you're engrossed in a stupid conversation at times, and it's yeah. just like, "No, you're not right." Stop, stop. You know what? I must say that I'm really good at manning up to when I when I'm wrong. Yeah. Like if like if if something comes along, like a new fact that changes my mind, like I'm. I'm all about it. Like you, if you could change my mind, you won me over. I'm half and half. Uh, I can, that sucks I, to be and, and, and I sometimes, depending upon who it is. And there's one particular person in general that I 
fucking dig my heels in. And even I, when you know you're wrong. Yeah. Or even when, uh, oh. when facts come to light oh. that disprove your point. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And I feel terrible. Happened very recently. This person does still doesn't know that I was proved wrong and therefore them oh. correct and I just still doesn't know still doesn't know and I just haven't worked up the 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 guts to be like hey remember when we were talking about that thing and I and I said you were you were you were you were wrong uh turns out you were right and I just can't bring myself to it oh yeah I, nope. I'm right away nope I'll tell you too like if you change my mind I'm like oh I didn't know that thing. you're a very Thank amicable you for learning person. me yeah some, I mean, most of the time, I'd like to think I'm pretty good, but there are some situations where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm really agreeable, and I'm trying to work on being less agreeable. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Less agreeable people go further oh. in their oh. careers. Yeah, but they usually find themselves, like, dying alone. That's true. Yeah. It's all about balance. True. Half, I'm an Arnold Palmer. You, that, you, you know what? Whenever anybody asks about, about you, I'm always like, oh, my buddy he's, Alex? He's an, he's an Arnold Palmer. He's a regular Arnold Palmer. Regular, regular, Arnold regular Palmer. AP. Regular Sour Patch Kid. There you go. This smells like uh, freshly zested sweet orange juice, like a, like a Valencia. Oh, it does. Orange. Yeah. A good, a good navel, perhaps. So it's got a little bit of that yeah. sour in there, I think, maybe. Yeah. Let's I'm a big, big fan of the smell. Hmm. Ooh, lactose. Is there lactose? I think you said it was a... a it is milkshake IPA, right? Milkshake, yeah. Oh, yeah, milk sugar. Oh, yeah, taste it. I think I want more of it. More milk sugar? Yeah. More orange. But it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's it's uh, It's got a nice... Like, sometimes the vanilla can be too powerful. And it's not. Actually, the orange and the vanilla are nicely balanced. Yeah. I think I want it to be a little bit thicker, however. I want to have a, a heavier mouthfeel on it. and I'm not sure what I want to be different about this beer yet. Yeah, it, it's good. It, it is a nice beer. I do appreciate Solid. Yeah, I do appreciate some of the, the bitterness from the hops. I wasn't expecting yeah. it, to be perfectly honest with you. So it actually does say that on the untapped? Well, you mentioned it, and I guess I, I wasn't sure how I was going to react to it or how it was actually going to taste. It is well-balanced. Yeah. Um, it says enough bitterness to remind you it's an IPA first, which it does. Have. And I, you know what? Then I respect it and it's spot on because spot on. it does just that. I do. I think I personally, I want more. I want more vanilla. There's a lot of vanilla on the nose, mm -hmm. but I find that I'm not getting as much of it uh, on my tongue. However, I'm not getting enough of that taste. Okay. So... It's really balanced. Mm -hmm. it, nice, smooth transition from like vanilla to orange. One of them is not overpowering the other. You do get that initial bitter hit in the beginning, but then it kind of goes away and you like, yeah, it, it's, it's more of, I mean, it's an IPA. Yeah. But it's not so much of an IPA. Right. Right. Cause I think it's, it's, and they'd say that it's just enough and it is just yeah, enough, just enough to remind you. And you know, they make a strawberry one of these. Oh, they do. They do make the strawberry shortcake one. I'd be curious to know. Cause you know me. Usually, I'm kind of adverse yeah. to some of the more sweeter, sugary yeah. like flavors and whatnot, especially when it comes to milk sugar. This isn't that sweet. It's not, and I feel like I almost want you it want, to be. You want more? Yeah, sweeters. I almost I'm want. Surprised. I almost want more artificial flavoring. I almost want it to be like a fake creamsicle. I want yeah. it to be like a creamsicle float. You I want, want a sour. I want. I do. You want I, sour? I do. 
I want, I want Madagascar vanilla bean ice cream with mm. orange soda poured on top. Mm. That's what I. That's what I think I'm. I'm looking for here. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm on the fence about this one. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm. I'm actually probably lower than the untapped average, which what? is which is at three point eight. Um, and I mean, just slightly lower. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably come in a little bit lower, 3.6-ish. Yeah, like 3.7, like, yeah. 6.5. It's, it's nice. I think that, which is interesting for Bolero Snort, because I feel like a lot of times there's a lot happening, and it packs up a, a bigger punch. And on this one, I don't know, I feel like a, a little bit... Like they held back just they did hold a back hair a little. and they should have really gone for it a little bit more. I want to get hit with the horns. I want to get, Ooh. I want to get hit with those Bolero full on gore. horns. Full on gore. Full on. So, you know, I, th- and I don't know the first thing about brewing beer. Truthfully, I don't. So like take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like if it was orange zest and orange juice, I we think, would have a little bit more of a punch. I think that might be what it is. Yeah. I think that might be. Because the orange zest is what's giving it a little bit of that sour, tangy But it's kind more of aromatic. Yes. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's delicious. Yeah. It's a lot. I think it's functioning in much in the same way that like a, um, almost if you're making, trying to make like a lemon meringue, how yeah. you're using like the zest of the lemon, um, you know, and not nearly as much of like the lemon juice. I think that's what's coming through. So Christina just made lemon bars. Ooh, actually. They're, I like they're, that. They're really good. She makes like, oh, I like primo I, lemon bars. I love, I love lemon bars. I love lemon in general. It's one of my yeah. favorite flavors. So now, we're, off topic now, but now we're trying. I'm trying to get her to do grapefruit bars. I do not like grapefruit. You know, I don't either. Yeah, but I feel like with a like a grapefruit curd with a bunch of sugar. Oh, is, you know is what? Probably really nice. I can get powdered sugar on top, and you know yeah. what, Christina. Uh, Grapefruit bars. Listen, I know that uh, end of the school year, got some time. Today, tomorrow's the last day. Oh, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Good for you. Good for her. Good for you. Gets to be off for two months. Very nice. Good for everybody. I'm really excited for now. And I told her, I was like, oh, I can't wait for you to be home all the time until like you're home all the time. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) would you just get out of here, please? (laughs) Just have some time alone. Good Lord. He's a month into his marriage. (laughs) Literally, actually. Is today the... No. Uh, a month and two days. month and two days. I am... Uh, and I, I think... I hope this is part of my charm. I'm a very... Tell you tell you to your face kind there of person. There is... You, you have that ability, which I would is, never tell you... I would never say something behind your back that I wouldn't say to your face. Which I've always appreciated about you. Thank you. I think I've gotten to that point, perhaps. I also just don't engage with people. <laughs> That if I don't have to, I won't. Yeah, like if they, the, to me, it's one of those things where people are always like, "I'm not sure if I like them." I'm like, if I really didn't like someone, like I, uh, I won't. I don't have time for you then. Yeah, I just won't speak with you. Pretty much. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm nice sometimes, and I might give you the time of day anyway. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll kill you with kindness. That was always a problem during my uh, during my dating days. I a used problem. to always say it was. It was. I I I went through a lot of cretins, and it was always one of those things where it was like. I would get that message the next day. Like, oh, I had a really great time. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm fucking enchanting. (laughs) Enchanting. I will make it seem like I'm really interested. Like Cinderella. Oh, my God. And I also had a two-drink minimum um, for for dates to begin with. Oh, yeah. For you or for the date? For me. For you. Oh, yeah. If I was... If I was... Anymore and... 
No, two drink minimum. Oh, minimum. Oh yeah, I oh. had to. I had to at least have two drinks because you know, I took the time to go out. That's standard. I think so, right? Yeah. You know, a date is bad if it's ending after one drink. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Right, where, okay. where are we? <laughs> not here. <clears throat> okay, so we. You said three six. I'm saying three seven. Yeah, I like that. I'm not mad at it. I just wish it was more creamsicle-y. Yeah, really. I, I think that IPA. No, mm. you're. You're a hundred percent right. That is what I want. You know, I want there, more of that vanilla. There are some. <clears throat> excuse me. Now that we've done this for for quite some time, there are some. This is number sixty four. Yep. There are some um, ingredients that go better in certain beer styles. Yeah. And I think orange is one of them. Orange needs to be sour. Because I've had a couple of orange milkshake IPAs and I haven't been super impressed with them. Yeah. Yeah. Or depending upon like what type of orange, like if you were doing like a blood orange IPA, Ooh, yeah. I think something like that would go really yes. nicely. And Somebody also, makes one of those actually. I think so. But it would also, I think, depend on what else you are trying, again, to mix it with. If you were doing a, I don't know, a, again, let's say a harvest IPA and you were trying to go for like an orange Ooh. cranberry cinnamon clove. You got my attention. I think something like that in an IPA would be really nice. But my, again, my wife is currently calling me. Oh, she Hello. Is. I'm recording. Can't come to the phone right now. Oh, I thought you, you were about to say like answer to that point too. Oh, I no. I was going to say. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, the other one just said to me, he goes, I'm rushing to go and catch the train. I was like, perfect. We've got Alex and I are just sitting down to record, so I should be able to go ahead and pick you up then when you need I, me to. I do feel like James Bond with this watch because I can't answer. I actually like that. What type of it? what type of watch is that? Galaxy watch. Oh, yeah. I like that yeah, one. It's not that's, too bad. Yeah, it, it's a lot more discreet than the uh, the one that uh, they're they're hawking over there at uh, at Apple. Oh, uh, I oh yeah, it's like rectangular, yeah, I don't right? Like that at all. Yeah, not a no. fan. And one little stupid ass flimsy yeah, button stupid. on the side. Dumb, yeah, stupid. Right. Would you care to kick us off? Sure. Would you like to uh, um, to educate the people on sure. how they've been lied to? Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, in a slightly different uh, order here. So, um, one of my favorite ones uh, that I had known, uh, but got into some of the background of it: throwing a penny off of the Empire State Building. Oh, I've heard this. Right? How if you throw a penny off the Empire State Building, it could kill someone. It could kill someone. Yeah. Well, folks, as I wrote here, you ain't going to die, okay? That's not the case at all. Okay, I'm actually interested to hear this. So it's primarily due to its weight, okay, which is about a gram, and the fact that it would tumble as it fell uh, due to the air resistance, all right, that exists. So the popular belief or like the reason why this has been a persistent um misconception is because you know realistically and there is some validity you know uh to the idea again when objects even Gravity. sometimes like light ones exactly 9.8 meters per second squared there you go uh even light objects you know when they are dropped from a height they could cause some damage and or harm um and again, it's the reason why folks wear, in particular, like hard hats at right. construction sites, because realistically, like a 50 gram, let's say like bolt could. Oh, yeah. From 40, 30, 40 feet. That hurts. It could hurt. And again, from like the top of the Empire State Building, if you weren't wearing a hard hat, yes, it, it could potentially kill you. For sure. Um, now, the reason why this... Um, much of the pain inflicted depends on a measure, uh, measurement that's known as foot pound. Foot, 
dash pound. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with this? Like torque. A little bit, exactly. Yeah. Um, so again, foot pound is essentially the amount of energy needed to raise one pound, one foot into the air. Okay. Okay. So for example, a, um, oh, by the way, I got my stuff from like Wikipedia, Best Life, and this particular portion comes from Science How Stuff Works. Okay. Okay. Um, so for example, they had used like a bullet. Okay. We know bullets, you know. Um, so figure like a 44 caliber bullet weighs roughly, let's say about nine grams. And again, um, a bullet can travel anywhere between roughly like 800 miles uh, up to 2000 miles per hour wow. when it's fired out of a, a muzzle. So let's say that a 44 caliber bullet at nine grams, uh, let's say that it's shot um, at 1000 miles per hour. That comes to about 300 foot pounds, okay? And as we know, that will kill you. Yeah. Okay. So even though, again, nine grams, light. Uh, a penny, all right, it, it is. Nine grams is light. 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 Yes. Airy. Fresh. A penny could potentially gain its maximum speed um, from the top of the Empire State Building of about 100 miles per hour, and weighing one gram gives it less than one foot pound. So it might, like, dink off your head. Uh. But that's about it. So it's it's wow. It is a total fallacy. So I I don't know if you can answer this question, but is that really what it is like for a force to kill you? Mm -hmm. It would need to be a certain foot pound of force. Correct. Correct. To at least like penetrate, I guess the 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 human do we have, body. Do we have a number? So it seems like, uh, so when they had used, again, the, the bullet example, 300 foot-pounds could kill you. They say that even a third of that could potentially kill you, so about oh, wow. 100. So like if you were to drop, let's say, a um, like a bolt, which is comes in about 50 grams, they're saying that something like that, that do it. could potentially, like if it were to hit you like directly, you know, Soft on the top, top of the top head, of, yeah, spot, the head sure. exactly. And it wasn't necessarily like tumbling, like if it was straight or something like that. So yeah, that that's when we see like it could still potentially do it. Yeah. Freaking love science, man. Oh, that, that to me was like an interesting one. At first I was like reading through it and I was like, oh, wow, there are so many numbers here. I don't know if I want to <laughs> go into that. But I found that the example really had helped. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Because nine grams is yeah. still not a lot. No, so, no not at all. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to do some quick hitters again. Okay. All right, everyone, you ready for some quick hitters lightning round? We're coming in hot. Many people believe that Napoleon was short. Oh no. That's all I have. Oh. He, he all I have is he in fact was not. Um he was actually average height for a Frenchman during his time. Would you like Ruff, to Wow, Ruff, this Ruff, is roughly 5-7. Do you want to throw it over real quick? Yeah, go. Okay, <laughs> because I I I did this. I said, uh, mon ami, cest un lie. Um, it's not chest? It's it, it's not chest either. It's cest? It's cest. Oh, okay. Uh, so I won't take too much time by any means. So the reason why, because uh, again, people thought that he was, again, about 5'2". Yeah. Um, which, so I said, which is roughly the height of an adorable Italian grandmother. Um, so the measurement, so he was listed at 5'2", and the reason is, is because he was measured in Paris- inches which, which is, is different than the standard inch one paris inch is equal to about 1.06 inches in oh, the imperial 
So that's where that whole idea came oh. from. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So he was five foot seven, actually, in in standard inches. Yeah. Um, which was average for a Frenchman of that time. I think it's average now, isn't it? it I would say yes. Yeah. Uh, many people believe that Christopher Columbus first discovered the Americas. Oh no no no! He no, in no, fact no. did not. Do you know who it was named after? Uh, isn't it America Vespucci? Yeah, too. But do you know who discovered Canada? 500 years before I think Mr. What's his name? Columbus? Mr. Columbus. Is it? And again, I think because I may have You looked, definitely know this. It, is it? It's Leif Erikson, it isn't sure it? It sure is. Yeah, yes. Leif Erikson. <laughs> Leif Eric, happy Leif Erikson Day. Uh, yeah, 500 years before I Mr. Columbus set sail and, and reached... 500? 500 years he landed in Canada. Oh, wow. What is now known as Canada. The best part about that is, uh, and I think, <laughs> which I love, is that... Columbus never actually even landed on no, he landed the proper in, in continent. The South America or like South Central America, America and like right? Central America. Yeah, like never yeah. actually stepped foot on. But God forbid you go ahead and tell a whole bunch of Italians in Staten Island that we can't have a Columbus Day. Oh, you don't can like the Italian we people. Call it Leif Erikson Day. <sighs> he also Bob, thank you. God, God, he also sailed for Portugal, you dumb shits. <laughs> I get so fucking angry at our people. As opposed to what? Spain? Oh, no, because the fact is that Christopher Columbus, everyone's like, oh, it's like an Italian-American thing. Not at all. I'm like, no, that's no. not true. No. Wasn't he a Frenchman? No, he was Italian. He was born in Genoa. Oh, he was Italian. He was born in Genoa, oh. yeah. But everybody in Italy was like, no, no, no. No. No, that's wrong. Yeah. You all suck. Suck it. Yeah. But you know what else people believe? Hmm. A lot of people believe that, that I did until I read this, that uh, Henry Ford invented the first automobile. I definitely looked through this same list at one point. Did you? I... I'm not sure if I'd say I thought that he had invented the first automobile, but I definitely didn't know that it was. I thought I this truly individual. thought that he invented the first gas-powered automobile, which is what I was led to believe when I was a child. Yeah, but it in fact was not. It was what's his name, Carl Benz, co-founder yeah. of Mercedes-Benz, which is I think awesome. Yeah, it's really. awesome. I had no idea that it was him necessarily. That's no great. I would have never pegged that as the oldest car company. I guess. Almost. I, I probably. I mean, probably. Yeah, probably I mean, close th- to I mean, it. If, if not, if he's before at least Ford. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can't think. Yeah, anyway. I can't think about what else is around right now that still existed then. All the rest of them were like out of business at this yeah. point. Yeah. All Dodge. Home. Yep. See ya. Goodbye. General Motors. Hello. Hello. Um, okay. Here's another one that everyone believes or may. Uh, shaving does not make your hair grow back thicker. I did. This was always told to me when I was a kid, especially since I had a mustache at like 13 years old. Why did they tell us that then? I don't know. Because like that, because no one knew any better. Isn't it just because I think like the root? So it's because it's just an illusion. The hair where the hair is cut. Yeah. It's coarse. So the coarse tips of the hair that are cut just make it look more full. Oh, that's all it is. It's just an eye illusion. Huh, because I saw that pop up on a couple different like lists, but I didn't click as to why that mm. was necessarily the case. I love that one because that is one that a hundred percent. All the time. Don't shave. Alex, you're too young to shave. Your hair's going to grow back thicker. You know that I don't usually take 
a proper razor blade no, to no, my no. face. No, you're a buzzer. I only buzzer kind of recently guy. started to do it like once every month and a half, two Ooh, months. Fuck that, no. Um, just because I was like, wait a second. I was like, I'm doing this now for my skin, you know, That's more than hysterical because we flipped. I used to shave my face with a razor all the time and now I never use it. Oh, I was just going to say, like I said, once, maybe twice That's a so month. Funny. No, yeah. I, never, I haven't, nothing no, I only no go. I only go down. There. Yeah, I know. I only that's go good, down. That's a good trick. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now I do. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what. The, I'm sorry. I didn't make words. I apologize. <laughs> Please continue. Let's move past random rumblings <laughs> from my co-host. We apparently use much more than just 10% of our brain, which we relied to when we were kids. You know, you only use 10% of your brain at a time. Yeah. Why? Why? I. I wish I knew, dude. So uh, no matter what you're doing, you're always using some part of all of your brain. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. Even if it's like sitting there watching TV. Well, there's matter. a whole bunch of stuff that's happening in our body without us necessarily like being conscious of it. So I can't, you know, I got to assume that there's. Right. Like um, what's the the nervous system that does things peripherally, per, the peripheral nervous system? Sure. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're already talking about lies. So I definitely believe this um, and still do, even though the facts are right in front of me. A lot of people think that memories are not lost during a blackout and are retrievable. Like if you like get really drunk and forget what you were doing, like, oh, I'll just get drunk again. And well, you know, like we'll remember. We're like, oh, oh, you never heard that. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, oh. I have. Oh, OK. Um, so that's false, because if you consume too much alcohol, the part of your brain that encodes short term memory totally shuts off. Oh, like totally stops working. So you physically cannot remember anything from your blackout. You see, now I, I don't think I was necessarily under the impression that like if I got drunk again, I could remember. Oh, I've heard people say that. I've heard people say that, but like I don't know if I actually believe that. But I always thought that like after a while you would have what I think was always referred to as like a shower thought the next morning, where you're like, oh god, wait a second, I just remembered something that I did. Sometimes, yeah, and I will say that like, oh, I'll, I, I can pull like a. A moment out of oh, yeah. out of the abyss, but like no, huh? Yeah, maybe you just deja vu. I'm not sure. Fortune cookies, goddamn it, did not come from China. Everyone, they were created by a Japanese American. Oh, Japanese and, American. Oh yeah, and they are seldomly found in China. Like if you went to China to try to find a fortune cookie, incredibly rare. Oh yeah. So, oh, sorry, that's so upsetting. Sorry, this one might upset you too. Much to the chagrin of Nick, I have in my notes, it is found that a shot of espresso and a cup of coffee contain about the same amount of caffeine. It's just less voluminous. A pox. <laughs> High how, treason. How dare you? Yeah, I know. I'm the one that pitched this subject and yeah, you're going to sit I, here. I knew you wouldn't be happy about that one. That's why I know. I, I do love that, though, because there are so many people that are like, oh, my goodness, I can't have that espresso right now. I'll be up all night. No. I'm like, no, that's won't. not a thing. Nope. With the mm. amount of espresso that I drink on a regular, on a daily basis. Actually. I've, today. 3.15. It is about 3.15, and I can say that uh, having been up since around 7, 7.30, I'm going to say that I've probably had, I'm going to say at least six, seven. Espressos. Yeah. That's about six, seven six. cups of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Next time, if you want, don't want to be thirsty, just have coffee. There you go. Yeah. This is one that really gets me going. Let me tell you. What do you got? Peanuts are not nuts. 
I was just listening. What the hell? I was just listening to Conan's podcast, and he said the same thing for some reason, like today. And really? he goes, peanuts. They're not peas nor nuts. They're not. What the hell? They're legumes, aren't they? They are. They belong with the beans and the peas. Isn't it because it's because they grow on vines? Well, actually, technically, it is a pea. Why? Is peas, a pea peas a legume? legumes? Oh, but is there a difference between a pea and a pea pod? No. I'm sorry. Don't peas come from pea pods? No, yeah. I knew that they weren't nuts, though. I knew that they I were legumes. I did, too, but it still makes me very upset. Really? Yes. I just... You know which one I really don't like? That tomatoes no, are fruit. So are avocados. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Huh. Avocados. Interesting. I think they're also a... a nope, they're not a berry. No. Oh, yeah, they are a berry. Are they? I think so. Look at all this Look shit, Look what you folks. learn here. Chocolates are salads. Avocados are fruits. <laughs> just keep coming to beer's end you'll learn there almost you everything if you can everything. remember everything okay here's another comment i have a lot of these i'm sorry i'm almost done though no they're, that's they're, fine. they're short so i think they're fun common misconception that bears hibernate all winter they they in fact do not hibernate they fall into a deep sleep called torpor or oh. torpor yeah um but it's not actual hibernation they can readily respond to external stimuli so if you think a bear is sleeping hibernating do not go and poke it it oh, will kill you. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they can... I mean, I kind of assumed that, like, if you wanted... Like, I would never go up to it. Hell I would no. never go up to a bear. No. But, like, I thought that they were in a fairly, like... Deep, deep sleep, deep, for sure. But they, they can wake up and really? respond. And, oh, yeah. They'll come at you. Okay, this, this one was just, like, a funny one for me. Because I kind of knew this, but I didn't know this. So everyone always thinks that bulls can't stand the color red. Oh, yeah. So it turns out that bulls are actually colorblind to red and green. Oh. Uh, it's, it's just the movement. Isn't it the movement? I was going to say, it's I think just it's the, the movement. movement. So apparently all cattle are colorblind to red and green. That's weird. Sticking with colorblind animals, uh, cats and dogs, people think that they're colorblind. They're not. They can actually see in some color, but it's mostly just blues, grays, and yellows. So oh. they're actually red and green colorblind too. Huh. And st- somehow sticking with the color scheme. Yeah. Chameleons don't change colors to match their surroundings. They change colors to reflect their mood. Uh, communica- no way. Yeah, communicate with other chameleons or to adjust to changes in temperature and light. Oh. Yeah, that, that's that a rough one. one. That, that's, that's rough. I got a couple more, okay? Okay. Okay. I'm guilty of this one. Bats aren't blind. This I didn't know. I knew okay, that. The, I didn't think notice. They just have really poor eyesight, no? And that they work off like sonar? So apparently uh, 70% of the bat, spe- bat species use echolocation to navigate, but they all have eyes and sight. Well, I know they have eyes. Maybe just poor eyes. But yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yep. But I, I definitely was uh, guilty of that one. We're coming back to pennies. Um, actually, when you started talking about penny, I thought you were going to say this. So oh. penny spins, you know, like put it down and... Oh, yeah. And then try and guess which one's coming up. They're not random at all. Actually, um, if you spin a penny, it will land tails up about 80% of the time because the head side weighs down the coin. Oh, no way. So it it almost always lands tails up. Um, Sticking with coins. Yeah. Most people think that a coin flip, like a quarter flip, is random. That's actually not true either. It's closer to 51.49. Well, it's also one of those things that I love where it's like every time they're like, if you flip a coin... 
17 times. How much? It's like, no, every time you flip a coin, it's always, it could be, it's different. It's always 50 50. Yeah. It's always 50 50. It's, it's 51 49. That's wild. And let me Is tell it, you why. Yeah, please. It's, it's the, it's 51 slightly favors the side of the coin that is facing up before it is flipped. Really? Don't know why. Didn't didn't dig into that one, but that's what it says. You know what? That's the kind of study that's being done by... Remember those folks that had built yes. the licking I machine? Yep. yep. That's the kind of stuff that they're coming up with. Why didn't I go to college for theoretical science? You and me both. We've all been led to believe that an apple was the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. You know what's so funny? I just recently... Nick and I were away i think on vacation we were or vacation i think we were in the city when i were spending the night in the city and this came up in conversation oh really yeah so we looked it all up about like the nine they never mentioned an apple in the bible no it's most likely a a, A pomegranate a pomegranate which yes how would anyone know that but no who am i to that's a dude that's a really 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 good one yeah that's a really good one yeah yeah that's a good one um okay last few so Earth is not a perfect sphere, like we've always thought. It is an obloit, oh no, oblate spheroid. Yes. Do you know why? Isn't it because of the fact is that it bulges at the middle? Yeah. But okay. do you know why? Oh, that I don't know. Oh, because of the speed at which it spins. Oh, so I Earth, didn't know that. Earth spins at uh, about 1,060 miles per hour on its axis. Yeah. And because of that constant spinning at that speed, it flattens out the poles and slightly bulges at the at the, oh. hem, at the equator. Just so we're clear also at this point, folks, I know that I had mentioned that I thought I had read through this list, and then I'm realizing like there are probably a lot of lists that have these. <laughs> we are now in territories now where I did not read through Fantastic. This. So like that actually does come from... Public school education. Because yeah. that one I did know. I was like, oh, it's, a, it's oh, yeah. an oblate spheroid. Yeah. And this this is actually my last one. The world's tallest mountain is, in fact, not Mount Everest. It is from base to peak. The tallest mountain is Mount Akea, standing at 33,500 feet tall. However, almost 14,000 feet of it is hidden under the Pacific Ocean. I was going to say, we talked about that, I believe, a while ago, if I'm not mistaken. About Mount Akea? I believe so. Really? Oh, I want to say that you. you were the one that brought... I, I was going to say, I think you were the one that had brought it up. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. That was when we were talking about uh, space and the mm. uh, mountains and stuff on other planets. Okay. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, Mount Akea, uh, the tallest mountain on the Earth. I love this. The not spherical Earth. I love this stuff. Yeah, this is this is fun. Mm. So interestingly enough, you went through... None of your stuff? Mm. No, you... you you hit, I, I already talked about the penny thing. You mentioned Napoleon. Um, I went ahead then and found, um, came across a list that was actually uh, like 23, and I don't know how all 23 written down here, but 23 basic American history questions Americans get wrong. Oh man, I'm going to be so bad at this. So I will start with the, the first one I think you might actually get. What city was the first capital of the country. Oh, New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, one for one. Very well done. That's where he made, uh, George Washington made his inaugural yes. address. Um, and it turns out, again, that it was also includes, um, we also had our capital in Philly, in Baltimore, right. in in Lancaster, in Pennsylvania, oh, okay. for only 24 that hours. That's it. Evidently. Honorary capital. Yeah. Uh, in York, Pennsylvania, in Princeton, in Annapolis, and in Trenton, right here oh, in New wow. Jersey. So two in Jersey. This was one of the ones that uh, surprised me. 
when was the Declaration of Independence signed? July 3rd, 1775? Six, I, just kidding. I like that answer. I like the, the, the second with the six. We're going to go with that. I'll okay. fix it in post. Um, <laughs> we all commonly believe that it is July 4th, 1776. In fact, it was a month later, August 4th of 1776 all right so while the second continental congress initially met in philadelphia um to discuss the country's future on july 1st and declared america's independence on july 2nd the final draft of the document wasn't finished until july 4th and wasn't actually signed until august 2nd of that year i'm sorry so it's august 2nd i mistyped it august 2nd is when it was actually signed so the document was finished being written on the 4th, but not signed until a month later. Yep. Why was Chicago named the Windy City? Because of the wind? Incorrect. Okay. We were looking for the fact is that it probably picked up its nickname because of the quote unquote long winded politicians that rose to power. Oh, I like that much better. Right? During the 19th century. It's unclear. Uh, but it had become like a ubiquitous term used throughout the 1800s where they would refer to Chicago as a windy city because it had a bunch of like long-winded and windbag politicians. That's awesome. Who, this was the second one that I can say like I did not know. Who created the original American flag? I don't know. So we popularly think it's, who? Uh, I keep wanting to say Francis Scott Key, but it's not. I know he's the one who did the song, the national uh, anthem. Yeah, the Star Spangled Banner. What's her name? Betsy Ross. Yep. Okay, that's it. Betsy Ross. That's who we think it usually is, but it's most likely, or at least possibly, you said Francis, which I think is interesting. A guy by the name of Francis Hop- uh, Hopkinson. Oh, I think I knew this. Did you really? Yeah, I think I, like ten years ago, I think I stumbled upon this, and I was like. How did we not know this? I didn't know this at all. At all. So just to give a little bit of a background then, because I thought this was an interesting one. So Betsy Ross was never credited with the creation of the flag at any point during her lifetime. Uh, in fact, it wasn't until nearly a century later, in 1870, two decades after her death, uh, that anyone thought to give her credit. William J. Canby had presented a paper on the matter to the Historical Society of Pennsylvania, and Ross was quickly established uh, in American legend as the creator of the first flag. Um, Canby happened to be Betsy Ross's grandson. Accounts differ on, again, who the actual creator might be, but some historians think that it might have been, again, this Francis Hopkinson, who was a member of the Continental Congress, namely because he made the claim while he was still alive. And according to uh, the life and works of Francis Hopkinson, he just asked for one thing as payment, a quarter of one cask of wine, which he wound up never receiving. That's it. That's it. It's all he wanted. That's all he wanted, which I think is great. What a good man. I have never felt so, so fucking lied to yeah. in my entire life except for that the the signing of the declaration of independence i could almost see like okay i could i i get that yeah that that's seems procedural and and 
Yeah. Yeah. But I've never. No, this is bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. So like, and this is, this is one of those things, everyone, if they lie to you about the silly stuff, what else are they not telling us? I don't know. I'm not here to speculate. I'm just listening. You know what I think the unfortunate part is? And, and, and to your point, I, I think what's that this isn't unknown information. Like, it's not like it's not readily accessible. Right. Like, but like th- why would you ever look it up, though? Because no, you trust what you were told you're when you were a child. Right. You're 100% right. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. Um, who was the first president of the United States? I mean, obviously, I thought it was George Washington. Okay. We just went over how I didn't know any of the 40 presidents or however many there have been. There are, there are 46. 44? Okay. Yep. Closer. We are on number 46 you at want the me moment. To, you want me to know the one that nobody knows about? So George Washington uh, was the first elected president okay. of the United States. However, the first president is claimed to be Peyton Randolph. So during the Revolutionary War in 1775, Peyton Randolph was the first as well as the third president of the Continental Congress. So figure in 1783, Thomas Mifflin, an aide to Washington during the war, served as president and ratified the Treaty of Paris so that treaty that ended the American Revolution was ratified by Thomas Mifflin. What? Um, and then John Hancock holds the distinction of serving the most time as president of the Continental Congress as well. Uh, over two separate terms, the 4th and the 13th, he served more than 1,000 uh, 1, days in the role. Wow. So all told, there were more than a dozen presidents before George Washington took office. Interesting. And now, the one that I had definitely mistakenly commented on was that Ben Franklin wanted the official bird of the U.S. to be a turkey. Oh, I remember this. Okay, we had this conversation, yeah. So, uh, and I wrote down, this is obligatory because I'm almost 100% positive. I'd said this on an earlier episode. I think so. So fuck me, right? Uh, (laughs) So, in a 1784 letter to his daughter, Benjamin Franklin wrote about the new American seal and the bird emblazoned on it. Quote, For my own part, I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen the representative of our country. He is a bird of bad moral character. He does not get his living honesty, uh, honestly. You may have seen him perched on some dead tree near the river where, too lazy to fish for himself, he watches the labor of the fishing hawk. Well, that doesn't sound like America. Right? I was just going to, yeah, we're just going to, well, when you had mentioned Henry Ford before as well, I was like, yeah, some, some motherfucker that just took an idea of someone else. So instead, Franklin had an alternative suggestion, the turkey. For the truth, the turkey, this is a quote, for the truth, the turkey is, in comparison, a much more respectable bird, and withal, a true original native of America. He is, besides, though a little vain and silly, a bird of courage, and would not hesitate to attack the grenadier of the British guards who should presume to invade his farmyard with a red coat on. So, he was obviously making a joke at the same time, but, um, yeah, and that one I had no idea. Ben Franklin... 
I mean, again, you know, weighing it like, you know, 300 pounds and drunk half the damn time. I'm but, still stuck on like everything he said about how the eagle is a bad character bird. I just love the fact is that he's a, a bird of poor, what is it, bad moral? Poor, poor morals. Poor morals. Uh, bad moral character. I love that. He he does not get his living, honestly. And then goes on to describe yeah. America, of and, all things. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Perched on some dead tree near the river where, too lazy to fish for himself, he watches the labor of the fishing hawk. This is like people that are always like, mm. I love those people a couple years ago. You remember, I think uh, it was uh, First Lady uh, Michelle Obama who was like, I live in a house that like was built by like slaves. And like as a black woman in America, like that's kind of like, you know, some they're like way around and people are like, Beaumont, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. It's like motherfuckers. Like not? I'm pretty sure that we sat back a lot and watched. We just talked about this last episode. Oh, yeah. two episodes ago, wasn't it? Right, something like that. Yeah. yeah. How the um, yeah, I just talked about it. How the colonies pretty much made their living on slaves. Oh yes, yeah. That's a, yes. Yeah. You're 100 percent correct. Yep. And how yeah, people were more upset. That's why they're always like like the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It's about states' rights. And yeah. It's like no motherfucker. You were just pissed off. You weren't getting a goddamn free labor force. America. America. Okay. I'm talking about it. You ready? I am. I who, do, who doesn't love a Caesar salad? Oh, I fucking love a Caesar salad. Right? I do. I love yeah, okay. a Caesar salad. Okay. okay. With so, the anchovies or without the anchovies? With, with the anchovies. Okay, no, in, I'm in sorry. The, in the dressing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. are some people that are always like, Ooh, it tastes fishy. Well, I'm that's, like, that's, that's the only way right we know then. it. Oh, yeah. I like it that way. Bingo. Okay. Crisp and simple. Salad, right? Kind of complex with, you just talked about the anchovies, like yeah. a little bit of uh, depth yeah. or flavor in that dressing. But like, super simple. Romaine's kind of bitter. Garlic croutons, a little umami from the Parmesan cheese. It's all nice. I, honestly, I think that's what makes them like so widely enjoyed is that they're so simple, but they're so delicious. It's only second to the bib for me. I love a good bib salad, but that's because that, I like blue cheese. That's fair. So do I. Oh. Yep. I'm not knocking you. So I believed that this salad was created originated in Italy. Yeah. Makes sense. Caesar salad. Et tu brute. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, turns out obviously it's not the case. Okay. Right? And uh, this is actually I wrote this down was even more compacted for me because I really believed that it was an Italian dish. Yeah. Because few ingredients. True. Simple yeah. yet kind of elevated. Yeah. Okay. So no. So it turns out there were a few origin stories pertaining to the Caesar salad. I'm like mentally prepping for you to tell me that like it first came out in like 1930 and I'm going to be like super fucking like twisted. Okay. Oh no. One account proclaims that a fellow named Giacomo Jr. created the salad in Chicago at a small restaurant named the New York Cafe. Yeah. There is um, another account says that a fellow named Paul Majora tossed the first Caesar salad in 1927. Oh, God damn it. But by all accounts, the true origin of the Caesar salad starts at Caesar's restaurant, Caesar's oh, Restaurante Bar, God damn it. at the Caesar Hotel in Tijuana, Mexico. Oh. What? Right. Right. What? Bingo. Okay. Okay, this one, this one, you've... you've Piqued your interest? You've really gotten me with this one. Okay, so Caesar Sardini, the owner of Caesar's Hotel in Tijuana, Mexico... Um, most food ex historians have accepted the fact that this hotel, he's the one who came up with this dish. Yeah. Okay. So, in fact, Caesar's daughter, Rosa, 
pinpointed the precise creation date as July 4th, 1924. So you were very close. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Really close. So the story goes that the restaurant was low on supplies late one night when a group of San Diego airmen came in famished. The so depending on who told the story, who walks in, what what kind of person in the military walks in and be like, I'm hungry. You know what I want? Fucking salad. Well, here's fucking wreck a salad right now. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So they walk in, they want food. Turns out, low on supplies. They don't have many ingredients. So depending on who tells the story, it could be either Caesar ran back to make it or the cook at the time, um, whose name was Livio Santini. So depending on who tells the story, let's let's just say Livio ran back to the kitchen to whip up a dish for these guys. Yeah. Went back there, no ingredients. All he has are the few ingredients that make the Caesar salad. Whips it up, brings it out, turns out it's a hit. Holy so shit. conveniently, this guy Livio said that it was his mother's recipe. Yeah. Which kind of like adds to the, um, to like the fault, like the not mystique, the false claim, but kind yeah. of, yeah, because no one really knows where this came from. So like I said, Conveniently claimed that it was, it was his mother's recipe. In the 70s, there was a variation of the Caesar salad created, but not because somebody wanted to. It was out of necessity. So I didn't know this, but at that time, in the 70s, President of Mexico, Luis Echeverria Alvarez, increased the amount of circulating pesos in the Mexican economy without corresponding increases in the country's wealth. Oh. So essentially what he did is he devaluated... De- de- the pesos. Oh, yeah. He just followed our lead because Nixon did that. Yeah. Right. So resulting in a series of devaluations of the Mexican currency and an increase in some of the salad's ingredients due to their being imported. Oh, shit. So some of the things such as Parmesan cheese or olive oil, they couldn't get. So they had to get a little inventive. So this dude, Victor Rubio, at the time, broker on the Mexican stock exchange and restaurant owner, swapped out the Parmesan with Cotija. And the olive oil with uh, garlic-infused corn oil and added red wine vinegar. And this would come to be known as the Victor salad. Oh. So here's where it gets kind of interesting for me. What? And this this is where I'm going to close it out. Interestingly enough, one thing we know to be excluded from Victor's recipe, anchovies. Oh, okay. That was the first thing you said yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was one of the first things I thought when I heard it. I was like, oh, there's no anchovies. Yeah. So it turns out that there were no anchovies in... Caesar's original recipe. And this was verified again by his daughter Rosa, Rosa, who said her father never used anchovies because he wanted it to be, in quotes, a simple salad and anchovies may overwhelm the dish. Huh. He did, however, use Worcestershire sauce, Get which out contains here. anchovies. Get out. That's fucking wild. So the Caesar salad, it actually comes from Mexico. And it didn't have anchovies in the dressing. Your whole life's a lie. I was j- oh, thanks. I'm so glad that we are on the same. Because I was going to say, when we were debating about what we were going to call this episode. Yeah. This is fitting. We were, like, this totally fits. Yeah. I am, I am, I am, sh- I am shook. That, that one blew me away. Wow. And, I, and it, the funniest thing is that I heard it on... Okay, so Iron Chef just came out with a new bunch of shows yeah. on, on Netflix. Yeah. And that's where Alton Brown, one of my favorite commentators ever. <laughs> one of the funniest guys ever. 
said it. He was like, oh, the Caesar salad, uh, blah, 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 Tijuana. And I was like, wait, what? Get out of here. Yeah. And I, and I had to look it up and that's where I found the rest of the story. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Super cool. I, Good luck following that one up. I was just going to say, I, I think, I should I? Uh, yeah, I think I can. Why not? We'll try. We'll try. Why not? Oh, fuck. I'm so upset about that, though. It's a little unnerving. Yeah. Especially with the the ingredients are so Italy. Anchovies, Parmesan cheese, olive oil. Like, yeah, because it is that simple, too. Tomato, like, yeah, tomatoes if you put them in there, garlicky bread. Like, that's Italy. Very riled up about this. Where's my beer? All right, I guess I'll I guess I'll I'll try. It's real short. Are you familiar with what an Iron Maiden is? Oh, for sure. And you know then that that's not real. It's not. Iron Maidens are not real. We're gonna have to throw a picture here. Yeah, oh, I'll put one up just in case. Uh, not the band. Not the bu- not the band. Not the no. Stratocaster playing metal rock band. Exactly. So Iron Maidens uh, are thought to be these medieval torture devices, yeah. usually made of steel, as you can see, right, over, of, right bunch, over Hector. Bunch of spikes mm-hmm. on the door and on the, on the on back the of the coffin, if you want to call it that. Like a sarcophagus, if you will. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, again, where someone would be put inside and then and closed in it. Um, so interestingly enough, the first such device uh, wasn't actually like made until the the 19th century. So I figure like the 1800s. Oh. Uh, 1700s, excuse me. Uh, no, 19th century, so 1800s. You're right, yeah, 18. Yep. Uh, and historians argue that the individual uh, by the name of Johann Philip Sibinkis uh, had made up the story about them actually existing in medieval times as these torture devices. So oh, I know. So uh, there are actually, there are some you know, like blips, if you will. There are some like ancient reports that they could have existed with some mentions of a similar device used by Nabis of Sparta around 200 BC. Uh, but that's really about it. There's no existing uh, uh, device that was even close. Well, let me get this straight. Sorry to cut you off. No, please. This dude made a metal torture device. Then proceeded to tell everyone that it's a medieval torture device. Exactly. And got away with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just so, so we're clear. The thought is that those uh, constructed in, in the 19th century have um, had come about because of some misunderstandings about something that was known as, uh, that did exist in medieval times, that was called the uh, the Schadenmantel. Um, and it was essentially, it was made of wood and steel, uh, but it didn't have any spikes. So I'm it was basically Schaden. Mantle. I think I did. Oh, okay. I did a pretty good job. Yeah. Like Schadenfreude? Yeah. But with mantle. Yeah. Didn't show up on uh, on the old Google. Really? Yeah. Schadenmantel. S-C-H-A-N-D. S-C-H. Yeah. Schadenmantel. S-C-H-A-N-D-M-A-N-T-E-L. This is real fucking like <laughs> professional right now. Schadenmantel? Yeah. Well. No. Okay, I'll look no? it up later. Oh, I got I'll... I got Schadenmantel motors. Oh no! Here, we'll, we'll, I think I, right. I, I think I can I can just gonna, just bring gonna, it up if anything. Uh, rip it right off your. Uh... Oh, I don't have any photos of it. Um, S C H, Schadenmantel. There we go. So it essentially was like a a. 
it, it was almost like oh, a okay. um what's the, what's the word I, I'm looking I've for? seen that before like a barrel yeah. and people would be like put in the barrel so this is where like the misconception evidently comes from itself oh. but again an iron maiden really no record of it from medieval times even before that none at all so when you go like there are a whole bunch that are like essentially made 19th century and afterwards and those are all the ones that we see in like torture museums and medieval museums and whatnot yeah there's no record of them existing as torture devices whatsoever like the longer this episode goes on the more mad at the world i get well luckily that was my last one um (laughs) i'm not going to torture you anymore or torture us i think anymore no this wasn't but at the same time there were some things that were like (sighs) hurts right it does sometimes the truth it does. Yeah. It does hurt. Yeah, sometimes it hurts. Oh. You know, Nick, though, we're 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 better off for it. Yeah, I think so. Now we're a little more educated than we were about an hour ago. Just slightly more. Yeah. Just a little bit more, and that's all you need. Yeah, help you get through the day. Helps you, you know, go up to a stranger on the street and say, "Hey, did you know that Iron Maidens weren't medieval?" Let me 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 take it for lunch over some Caesar salads, which I hope you're ready. Not from Caesar or from Italy, but made in Tijuana in 1924. Come on, sit down. Why are you running away? Come over Doesn't here. Doesn't it just hurt? Doesn't it just hurt to hear it that? Does. Like, it really does. Caesar salad was made in 1924 in Tijuana. The best part is, is that I guarantee if anybody goes ahead and mentions this to someone else, if you do, if I do, I guarantee that the first thing we're going to be met with is like, shut the fuck up. Oh, you're going to get the fluoride stare. You're going to get. That's what I call it anyway. Would you care for me to elaborate? Please do. I'm imagining like a Midwestern gaze. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, like that whole thing about fluoride, how yeah. it's terrible for you. Yeah. But like, that's like a, that's like right, a lie. But we all get it. Is it a lie? It, it Like you have to like consume like I have no mass idea. quantities oh, of it. That makes yeah. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so like, yeah, you know, I was like the fluoride's there. Like people look at you like they're indoctrinated and then you're like talking conspiracy theories over there. God almighty. It's just the Caesar salad, everyone. Oh, God. It's, well. You know, that that means that Caesar didn't eat Caesar salads. No. No, no, no. Not, not at even all. close. Not, no, not in the slightest. He was, he was too busy not getting killed. That's too bad for him. Yeah. You know what's not a lie, though, is that we're going to be back. We'll be back, baby. We'll be back we'll with be another back. episode. And Ma- we hope that you are as well. And a new beer. Oh, yeah. For sure. We had no no same beer twice on no, the show. Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. So, uh, yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends. Really helps the channel. Yeah. And, and if you don't like it, then tell us why. Yeah. And we'll yell at you. But but we'll also listen to you. While yelling. While yelling. Because that's how we Voraciously. Voraciously. Yelling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Voraciously. Beers End is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers And wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers and Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and One. That's on Twitter at Beers and the number one. Or shoot us an email at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise.
If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.